What up, Tate Schoolers? Welcome to another great episode of Tate School of Fitness, Fitness Corner Podcast. And on today's episode, we have a very special, special guest, my brother, Kevin Westbrook, the CEO and founder of Loot Great Industries. This brother has been, this is major what he is doing. I was just complimenting him about his mindset. It's just, it's astounding to see where we came from to where we are now. Where he's at is just absolutely amazing. And I'm very, very happy to have him on today's show to sit down with us and tell us all about Lou Gray. How you doing today, my brother? I'm doing very good, exceptionally well, man. Uh, just trying to stay COVID free for the most part, just like everybody else, just trying to uh, practice social distancing as much as I can and uh, protect myself at all times. So other than that, man, I'm, I'm doing pretty good. We had some nice weather out there today, so yeah, I'm, I'm pretty much... Uh, enjoying myself i won't complain steady busy though absolutely man we gotta jump right into it so lou gray what is lou gray about please tell the people okay uh let's let's just start with the name yes you know uh significant about the name and it, it actually represents my grandmother and uh my grandmother's name is louvenia mm-hmm. that's l-o-u-v-e-i-n-a louvenia last name is gray so initially, when I was, you know, from a marketing standpoint, uh, we, we tend to gravitate to names. You know, mm-hmm. it, it's something that got to be enticing, something that got to be attractive. What's going to attract consumers to your service or whatever you're trying to offer business-wise? So, uh, my grandmother is 86. Well, excuse me, 87 years of age, and she still works. She still drives. Uh, she works because she has to. She, you know, I, I'm pretty sure. If she had it her way financially, she would have retired a long time ago. But based on the circumstances, she still works, still drives. And um, everything that she embodies in terms of her leadership, integrity, uh, just her overall character. I mean, going above and beyond the call of duty. I, I just felt like, you know what, I'm going to give my grandmother her flowers while she's still here, while she's still coherent. She can understand. I'm going I'm to name it after one of the pioneers, the first engineer, the first entrepreneur, one of the first, I mean, just everything that she embodies in terms of African-American, excuse me, African-American woman. I, I decided just to name my company after her. And uh, all again, all of the core values that she embodies, I plan and I'm already implementing that into my core values for my company and how I plan to sustain my operation as we continue to uh, move forward. So Lou Gray United Services, we are a global service provider. And, you know, I, I deal heavily with the government sector. The government sector is one of the biggest players in the game in terms of, of just having the budget. So when I, you know, most people always ask me, how does contracting work? You know, I'm into contracts. You know, you have service agreements, you have contractual obligations, right? So there's a demand out there in the world from different corporations, whether it be the government, whether it just be uh uh, a company or, or a corporation like John Deere, AT&T, you know, they're, they're, they have this demand that they, it's, it's pretty much that, that demand is starving to be supplied. Mm. And so for an example, how I break it down to get folks to better understand, let's just say for an example, if you have a lawn care service where you cut grass, and you go knock on somebody's door and you say, hey, do you want your grass cut? I have all these assets. I have all these, 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 uh, many different resources to cut your lawn. I can actually treat it with 
all these chemicals, all these different pesticides. I can have your grass looking green enough. I mean, as though you can eat off of it. And that consumer or that, or that person just say yes. And so you can either draft up a service agreement saying that, hey, I can do it on the these terms, or you can go for the long haul, mm-hmm. enduring, which mm-hmm. turns into a contractual obligation where I can do it for five years. So for, you know, you need A, B, and C done, I can do it for X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. So when you look at these organizations out there, these companies, especially the government, they have all these different demands out there that need to be supplied. And if you can set yourself up to supply that man, you can put yourself in a win-win situation and you can start to win and bid on some of these contracts that are out there. Because they start out as a solicitation. The government will solicit scope of work. And then you, as a contractor, would bid on it saying this, hey, I can do it. In your proposal, you have to submit how much you can do it for, the employees in terms of the labor aspect, you got to include all the, the, the regulatory compliance, the laws. It's just basically everything, what it's going to take to do that job inside of that proposal. And if you, you know, the government always like to go with the, the smallest bid or cheap, you know, of course. Uh, if you so happen to win one of these contracts, and then what that does for you is open up job opportunities. Open up job opportunities for you, your company, and the individuals in the CSRA, I mean, you know, not just CSRA, let's just say so happen if I were to win a contract in Atlanta, Texas, New York. I mean, it's worldwide. So I'm in the, in the uh, predicament or in the position, I should say, where I can bid on just about any and everything worldwide. Mm-hmm. But that's what Lou Gray is about. You know, when I say global service provider, meaning that the services that we provide is project management, facility management, logistics, transportation, procurement, regulatory compliance, base life support, you name it. And I have an abundance. I mean, I have this long laundry list of subcontractors that I deal with. So let's just say if I bid on the contract and I win, and if I don't have the assets to do it, I can sub out the work or mm. portion or small fee. Well, not necessarily a small fee, but it just depends on what the subcontractor requirements are as well. So it gets legally binding when you get into these contractual obligations obligations it, it gets a little hairy it gets a little tricky that's why you have to streamline these processes you have to go you have to have your lawyer i got a, a great lawyer shout out to the cleveland group um to, to actually look over your proposals and make sure that you didn't miss anything because if you miss something then that can kind of derail your proposal and, and, and put you in the back seat somewhere where though you might not be awarded in the contract or any future opportunities yeah. So, man, I can talk your head off all day. I get excited. <laughs> I love it. I love what I do. Yeah. <laughs> and I've been doing it for a long, long, long time. So I just try to break it down Barney style. So where the listeners and yourself and anybody that, you know, that really don't have an idea what contracting is, you know, I always try to give these, these, again, Barney style, like, uh, for an example, another who your phone service with? AT&T, Verizon. AT&T. They are a service provider. Mm-hmm. They are providing the whole world cell phone coverage. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. You are in a two-year contract or service agreement, and that's the same thing what Lou Gray does. At the time. Just go, I, every day I wake up looking for work, mm-hmm. looking for all these many different contracts and these solicitations that's out there. And I say, hmm, I wonder, can we do that? What can we do? How can we go about doing this? And then I'm always in meetings. I'm always on conference calls trying to discuss all of the particulars to see who might be interested. 
mm-hmm. and supporting this or supporting that. So I'm just trying to make Lou Gray become one of the biggest staples. Yeah. I mean, a big staple here in Augusta, Georgia. I could have yeah. went anywhere in the world. I could have went anywhere. Absolutely. I mean, anywhere. And uh, I chose to come back home. And why? Because I always feel like uh, Augusta, man, when you look, it's a gold mine. I feel like there is endless possibilities. I feel like the potential, the talent. But sometimes we just lack resources and knowledge. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I owe that to my people, being that I went off and got all this money or got all this knowledge and went, you know, got a, an abundance of education. I got to give that back. I got to mm-hmm. teach those that don't know because oftentimes we ridicule folks. We get quick to laugh at them and call them dumb and stupid. And, and that ain't the case. Sometimes it's just having that lack of knowledge. Yeah. And when you don't have that lack of knowledge, sometimes I always fault individuals that, that do know better and don't do better. But you just have those ones that, that don't know better. You, you, know, you get what I'm saying? They don't know. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. you really can't fault them for the outcome sometimes. Absolutely. So just trying to bridge that gap and help people and trying to inspire people that you can become a multimillionaire. You, you, I mean, you can make six figures. Uh, it, it's so much that you can be doing other than selling drugs other yeah. than doing something illegal or something, you, you know, like I say, Facebook, man, if you, if a lot of individuals were, were, were getting paid to be on Facebook, we have so many multimillionaires out there right now, man. You know, Absolutely. you got to leverage your time, man. Time Absolutely. is the most valuable asset that you, that, that we all have here. So, you know, you got to manage that thing wisely. So, Absolutely. I, I mean, I'm up for the chickens every morning. Yeah, absolutely. First one in, the last one to leave, man. So that's in a nutshell, not to talk your head off, because I, 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 as you can tell, I can get long-winded because <laughs> I have to talk a lot. <laughs> nah, so, you good. You good. I mean, that's 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 what um, that's what actually. I'm glad the fact that because you broke it, you broke it down. Because most people, when you ask them about their company, you ask them about their business, they really can't even talk about it. So if they can't that's talk the thing, about, man, I, I was just saying that earlier today uh, when I was talking to my wife. In, in terms of marketing, on, on how to make yourself attractive. Uh, you know, uh, man, uh, marketing is everything. And with this digital platform, you, it, we got to take advantage of that. You know, it ain't like the night. And that's a problem that I had when I was working, you know, in corporate America. And, and, and you know, just trying to bridge that gap. Because you got the older generation, right? They they got a vast this, this knowledge. They got a vast knowledge. I mean, they got this library stored up in their brain of just all this great resourceful material. I mean, it's just right there at the forefront, right? Mm-hmm. But they don't know how to transform that knowledge or translate that knowledge to the younger generation. And then you got the younger generation that is super fast, super smart, want to influence change, trying to implement change, and it's not well receptive to the older generation. So there's a gap. Mm-hmm. So there's some kind of way that the younger generation need to retrieve this knowledge, and this, 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 we, you got to implement these controls. Whereas though the older generation is willing to give that, you know, as well. So, Absolutely. man, I, you know, this is what I do, man. I can go twenty hours straight of just talking about leadership, or just talking about just um, business, just talk about the executive level, just things that I've I, I've encountered and experienced. Yeah. On a day to day basis. But uh, again, marketing, this whole digital era is something new. It's high speed. Like, you know, a lot of old, the older generation are nothing against them, but they don't know how to work computers. Like you and I mm-hmm. are sitting here on Zoom. Mm-hmm. I've been using Zoom since I was in college, you know, mm-hmm. you know, for, you know, doing my presentation. So, I mean, you got to in order to stay, up, stay afloat, man, and stay ahead of the curve. You have to be able to. uh Understand and, yeah, and get yeah. with this this digital era. 
Absolutely. You got to be able to change. You got to be able to uh, change with the times because it changed so often and so quickly. Right. I want to I want to go back because you did say that you gained so much knowledge and education uh, from and you've been working in contracts for quite some time. So could right. we talk about when did you start actually working as a contractor? Uh, well, I, I was in the Marine Corps, mm-hmm. you know, uh, like everybody knew that I joined the United States Marine Corps. 2003 and I got my I received an honorable discharge in uh, 2011 mm-hmm. I got out uh, 2011 and at that time I mean just being transparent I was trying to pursue music mm-hmm. and, and music musically uh, it, it just didn't work out and I was and that's one of the most pivotal points in my career because I, under, I understood what was going on sometimes we try to follow our passion Mm-hmm. And you end up you end up missing your blessings. You end up missing what's really for you by trying to pursue something that you think is for you. And so uh, I was home about six months, brother, uh, six to seven months, and I took every dollar that I had trying to you know pursue music. Mm-hmm. And uh, I always said in the back of my mind that if this don't work out, I'm gonna go contracting. Mm-hmm. Didn't know what contracting was about. All I knew was that it made up. Tons of money. That's all I knew at the time. And I knew when I was deployed as a Marine out there, you know, uh, I had some con- a few contacts, point of contacts, and I'll never forget that the Sergeant Major told me one time, he said, man, I love your leadership skills. If you ever want a job over here, I know you say you plan on getting out next year. If you want a job, look me up. He gave me all of his, all of his uh, contact information, right? Mm-hmm. So, man, I tell you what, I was sleeping on my mama, uh, uh sofa, Troy. Mm-hmm. I didn't have anything, man. I didn't have a pot to piss in, a window to throw out of. I mean, a window to throw it out of. I didn't have uh, my my vehicle at the time was about to get repossessed, and you know, I just sat there in tears, praying, man, like, like something got to shake. Mm-hmm. And I reached out to that one guy, man, and he was long gone, but he gave me an email to a recruiter that worked for uh, a company called Dine Corp International. Mm-hmm. And I remember sitting there on a Sunday night, sitting on my mother's sofa, man, and uh, I sent my. I, Created a resume real fast, and uh, I submitted my resume to uh, the recruiter. And I tell you what, Monday morning I woke up. And next morning I woke up with a job offer, wow. six figures. Starting out then, I mean, this was in 2011. I think it was like 125 thousand dollars. I would start. I started out at Ooh. overnight. I went from making zero dollars, like having no money. I mean, I I, I I couldn't even buy a Sprite, man. I couldn't even buy a lollipop if I wanted to. <laughs> I went from that to making one hundred twenty-five thousand wow. dollars a year, starting out in the wow. And uh, fast forward a little bit, thirty days later, I, I get in country out there in Afghanistan, and that's when it started. Mm-hmm. But see, you know me, I'm somewhat of a rebel. Uh, I'm not the type. When I got there, you know, I, I like to understand what I'm doing, but not only that, I like to understand why I'm doing it, mm-hmm. and. I, I'm very inquisitive, so I asked so many questions, man. Tons of questions, and I'm asking. So when I got out there, I remember uh, my director, he go, his name is Jeffrey uh, Satterfield, and he said, man, I need some leadership up north. It was a camp called Salerno. Uh, excuse me, not Salerno, but uh, Camp Stone. And it was up north in Afghanistan, and he basically just said, okay, you're leaving tomorrow. Bye. With no instructions. Mm. No training, no nothing. Just here you go. They need some leadership out when I get there, I had to figure out all the ones and twos and try to figure out it's either sink or swim. 
Mm-hmm. That's the mentality that I had. So I had to ask all these questions. So when I was able to connect the dots, connect the dots, connect the dots, and that's how I figured out how contracts work. Mm-hmm. So uh, that was the one of the most crucial uh, and rewarding uh, points in my life. Whereas though, when I got to Afghanistan and, and was able to uh, uh, fulfill that career as a, a government contract, but uh, yeah, so yeah, the, the learning curve, man, just learning the ins and outs, man, how. The government usually starts out. The government has this demand. They might want uh, uh, a fifteen thousand square foot cafeteria lunchroom built on the north side of the camp. Can you do it? So that's when the light bulbs in your in your brain get the grind. That's what we sit down at with all the heavy hitters. We try to figure out how we gonna do this thing. Mm-hmm. How we gonna get all this equipment, all these different resources? How we gonna get them in the country and be able to do this within the next ninety days? Mm. And then, you know, so we come up with how much things are going to cost. We generate a cost list, a price list, something that is called a basis of estimate. Basically, just quote them and tell them how we're going to do it. All the employees, how many, you know, it's going to take 80 employees to do the scope of work and uh, go over the regulatory uh, compliance aspect of it. Mm-hmm. And it which in turn turns into this contract. What starts off on a year to year basis based on performance. You got to perform. Yeah, you gotta so when I learned, I started putting all these pieces together. So when I had did it for my department, I was working in a transportation department. So I stood up my department from scratch. It was just bones dry. I stood it up from scratch and I built that. So once I learned that, I started to go to the maintenance department. I started to go to the supply chain department. I went to the human resource department, the QA department, uh, the uh, carpenter department, all these craft trades, the power gen, the heavy equipment, mm-hmm. roads and grounds. And I'm putting all this information and all this stuff together. I said, man, this is how corporate America works. Mm-hmm. They do the same thing. Yep. And so when I learned that, man, it's, it, that's 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 when I said, you know what? Everything that I've done for them, I could do for myself. Yep. I continue to, like, they only pay you peanuts, man. You, these corporations are making billions of dollars day in and day out. Off, they solicit us for our ideas, the innovative ideas. You know, you got eight school of fitness. We need a, 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 a gym program out here. Mm-hmm. As a contractor, you can go out there and make, and we can talk offline about that, but you can make so much money. You can mm-hmm. make, create mm-hmm. opportunities for yourself and others as well. So that's what I got excited about. You know, and I always kept saying that. People saying, you're crazy, you're crazy, you're crazy. You ain't going to be able to do that. Hmm. The two things that I lacked initially, I lacked resources mm-hmm. and I lacked capital. Mm-hmm. So I had to gen. I had to, yeah. I had to muscle up some money. And don't get me wrong. I had to go. You know, it, it took a little while to stack. It mm-hmm. took it took it took me almost seven years to get to where I'm at now. That's just me. Just nobody like for an example. People say I ain't seen Westbrook in almost ten years. Man, he had the funny way he did it. This is where I did it. Mm-hmm. And, and see, the, in order to get to this point in your career, you have to make sacrifices. Yep. And that was one of the hardest things ever was to. To, to separate myself mm-hmm. and build myself, mm-hmm. you know, and, and that's exactly what I've been like, kind of like I've been fasting for years, fasting, mm-hmm. fasting. Now you're starting to see the, the, the fruits of my labor. This is what I've been doing. Absolutely. You know, going to, you, you, you know, like me going to school and like, man, I was the, <laughs> I tell people, all the, I was a class clown, man. Mm-hmm. You couldn't pay me at Josie to, to, to go to class. Yep. You know, I, I had to show my transfer one day just to show people that, hey, man, you, you're not, did you do you see what my GPA was? Do you know how many times I got, got retained? Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, but, uh, anyway, not to get off track, but uh, 
with contractor man that's that's where I, in 2011 i had been that was from a big 2011 change. up until 2015 ish 2016 is up until august 2016 yeah. to be exact yeah. and the only reason i came back home is because my wife had got pregnant with my son and you know when my son chase was born i came home for about a week and i went back for a year oh wow yeah, I went back for it because I loved it, man. I, I and not so much. I mean, I love the money, but I just love the hustle, man. I just love to see how that stuff just come together, man. I just love to be in the know. I love to just leading the way, you know. Yeah. As being coming from where I come from, man, it ain't your everyday thing to sit in the, you know, being one of the only blacks at the round table. Yeah, I wish I had footage of it. You know, me, you know, and I say that not to sound. We come a long ways as black people, and as mm-hmm. a black community, as a black culture. So, you know. Uh, it, it, it kind of feel it kind of feel awkward, but it kind of feel good too when 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 white people look at you and call you sir, and they actually respect you. Mm-hmm. You know when they actually you know when you got those individuals that 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 are twice your age almost mm-hmm. in their sixties working for you, calling yep. you Mister Westbrook. Yep. You know stuff like that. So you know coming from Sunset Bill and coming from Glendale, marching into corporate America. I mean you know making that sh- transition that shift from the Marine Corps to contracted. And then I had a you know a, a small bit out there some kind of riverside. I mean it was, oof, yeah, you know that's, that's to, a lot. To actually being out on my own, yeah, yeah, you know it's yeah, yeah. That's so, a lot. That's a that's 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 definitely that's why I say to see where you came from, to see where you are now, and also the education. I want you to touch on that a little bit too because uh, again we grew up together. I mean we've been brothers for more than twenty years now, and the the remember how you used to be. Back then, because that actually, because you did go, go away and build yourself, my my point of of reference is Josie, because that was the last time right. we all was you and I was together almost every day, and then right, right. at the at the school is like you did the marine thing, I did my thing, and right. I saw you bidding, and we would email, DM, or whatever from here that, and I knew you was growing just from the, the how we would talk, but. I know that you put in a lot of work because we talked about separation. We talked about sacrifice right. before. So right. I want you to talk about your educational path. How, when did that start? When did you say, hmm, I need to really get this education thing down? Man, I tell you what, uh, Troy, man, God dog, I, I never forget it. And this was, uh, 2012. Uh, I was putting in for more opportunities. There were tons of jobs, right? You know, mm-hmm. so out there in Afghanistan for me to progress and move up. And I remember uh, putting in for a particular, uh, I think it was a program manager position I put in for, um, which is a little bit higher than the project manager in term, or site lead, which, you know, the position that I previously held. And uh, man, I remember putting in for it and getting the interview. Mm-hmm. So we're sitting there going through the interview, you know, and I got all this experience. I had this military platform and I had uh, a couple of years in as, as a contractor. So uh, interview went perfect. They loved me. Uh, I mean, I loved them. The energy was there, you know, uh, and then afterwards he called me in and he said, Westbrook, let me, let me talk to you for a second. I said, well, what's going on? He said, uh, <laughs> I really want to give you this job. And I say, okay, well, what's the problem? He say, you got all the qualifications and the experience in the world, brother. I say, okay, so what's the, what's the deal? He said, you don't have any education. Mm. Mm. 
you don't have any education. And he say, I don't, I didn't write this. Well, it comes from HR. HR, they try to make it competitive. And to me, I always said that anyway, you know, systematically speaking, because now hindsight is twenty twenty. but when you look at it, you don't really need education to, to do half of the stuff that you do. Mm-hmm. Just to get you a seat at the table, mm-hmm. unless you perform some kind of hands-on type work, I, I know so many successful people that have become some of the richest, some of them, some of the most, uh, uh, I mean, some of the most Albert Einstein type brilliant, I mean, individuals in the world that are running things. So they, we, we got this. Uh, we've been conditioned to believe that education is going to get you in the door. Education is going to get you a job. Education is going to help you be successful, mm-hmm. and that's not always the case. It'll get you an interview. So I always believe that, you know, um, you know, with white people, nothing against white people. I'm not trying to turn this into anything racist or whatnot, but I think a lot of this stuff was designed to to weed out black people. Because, mm-hmm. you know, black people couldn't read in white. And, mm-hmm. and, and 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 white people could, you know what I'm saying? So we couldn't afford no schools. They could. So just by law or just by right, they was gonna beat us anyway because we couldn't have we didn't get no education. We don't have any education. Mm-hmm. You know. So when you actually get out there working and you're seeing what's going on, it's like half of the stuff you learn in college, you don't even use anyway. Yep. It's just like me being in my PhD program, right? Mm-hmm. And naturally, we are all researchers. Mm-hmm. You research up on Google every day, mm-hmm. just trying to prove if your theory going to work or not. Mm-hmm. That's just, you know, somewhat, unless you're performing some hands, unless you're like this surgical doctor that's, you know, hands-on, you know, type, type of uh, work. Everybody's a researcher, bro. Mm-hmm. Everybody know how to conduct research. You don't have to go to school. I mean, in order to just write it, you know, to be able to present it on these papers and be able to, uh, you know, for dissertation purposes or whatnot, the way that they have it formatted. But other mm-hmm. than that, you do research every day to try to prove if your theory, you know what I'm, you get what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Google all day long. So anyway, when I got denied that job, man, that's when I started going to school. And then that's when uh, I got my associate's degree. I started out with a little bit of associates. I said, okay, I'm going to do this associate's thing. And then I did that. And then I went and got a bachelor's mm-hmm. a year later. So I got my bachelor's degree. And uh, it was very discouraging at first because I come from a, a place where I never took uh, school or any education or any anything dealing with you know the curriculum serious at mm-hmm. all. Mm-hmm. And uh, believe it or not, I did well. I mm-hmm. did well. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, graduating with 3.9s and 4.0s, and uh, I took it a step further, whereas though I went to a Liberty University to uh, get a Master of Arts in, uh, in executive leadership, and I ended up going to get another master's degree. I got an MBA, and I went uh, to Jack Welch mm-hmm. Management Institute, and I'm a big fan of Jack Welch, man, super huge fan uh a lot of people don't know who Jack Welch is, but he was the, the chairman, the founder, I mean, the CEO of, not the founder, but the CEO of uh, General Electric in their yep. heyday. Mm-hmm. Back when you seen DE, when you seen all of the stuff that they were manufacturing, he was he was at the uh, head of the table then, man. And uh, how I learned about him one night, man, I was, I got so fed up at work one day because I'm not a big fan of bureaucracy. I'm not a big fan of a whole lot of red tape that slow you down, that prevents you from being innovative. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was just Googling something. He, and he was anti-bureaucracy. Mm-hmm. You know, he hated the bureaucrats. Mm-hmm. And, and his name popped up, and then I started reading his book. And uh, fast forward a little bit, I was online one day, 
And I saw that he had an NBA program for executives and, and managers and stuff like that that was out there, man. So I called and enrolled, and I got accepted in the board. They they opened, they, they welcomed me with open arms. I got accepted in, man, and, and it was it was amazing, man. I graduated with honors, went to D.C., graduated, man, met a lot of executives. I mean, in my whole class, man, uh, it was nothing but executives, and you had a few CEOs in the class, so... And, and something crazy about school, when you can ask my wife and anybody that's been around me, I never studied. I pulled from all my experience. Mm. Every paper that I wrote, any and everything that I did for class was always centered around my experience that I had had over my experiences, you know, with, over the last 15 years. Mm. And so I was always able to get A's, just, you know, I would come in from work, paper would be due by, you have like this 12-page paper due by midnight. I'm sitting there just typing off about what happened to at work or something that happened last week because it's the same thing, you know. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I'm just basically explaining what happened and, and presenting the outcome, you know, right, wrong, or indifferent. So yeah, that's what yeah. helped me succeed. I was able to rely on my uh, experiences. So, man, yeah, yeah, school, I tell people, you, you know, school ain't for everybody. So I don't try to beat, you know, that in people's face, you know, and, and try to trick you into believing that you need to go to school in order to be successful. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, I think it'll help you. I don't, I don't think it will, will hinder you, but you got to understand it, man. It's a game. It's a hustle. It's ran good. A lot of the information I don't use, mm -hmm. I think it'll get your interview, you know, yeah. uh, and it may help some, some individuals. You know, I'm not against it, but I'm just trying to be transparent and be honest about yeah. this just you know, the, the the economy within itself. You know what I'm saying? A lot of times we gotta you gotta learn and sometimes you gotta unlearn too, man, because we have been conditioned to believe that this is the way. And so, you know, I, I, I represent that, you know, kinda like that new new, you know, mm -hmm. uh I'm kind of unlearning a little bit and, and just going off facts. Yeah. What actually works, what's actually yeah. really working because I'm here. I yeah. know what's going on. I'm hands on with it. Absolutely. And so, again, just trying to get people, let people know the way out their options, man. I mean, if you want to go to school, a lot of people can't afford it. That's, that's the crazy thing about it. Yep. A lot of people cannot afford to go to school. Yep. And so, and then now you can't get, they say you can't get no job. So yep. when no opportunity is ain't, we, we don't have those opportunities, that's what you got to do. You got to go out there and create. So. Yep, absolutely. And that... And that's that's a huge thing right now, especially with everybody talking, discussing student loans and all of these yeah. things right now. Because a lot of people are in debt; they can't even buy houses um, because they don't. They are in debt; they have so much debt. So it is true that I think is I personally think it's more viable of being in the field and actually seeing and putting your hands in there and actually doing yes. the old school and build up. Everybody wants right. things so quickly. I, I feel these days. Instead of putting in the work, but you have That's to right. put in the work. Is that you can't That's what's go crazy about it. You got to put, I've been putting in work for about 15, 16 years, man. I'll be 40 years old this year. And you know, we're getting older. Mm -hmm. uh, like I said, a lot of things has, has transpired and changed, man. I don't, you know, I don't get to talk to a lot of people as much as I would love to. I see what everybody is doing out there, especially on social media. I, I love to log on and see people doing well, man. It give me goosebumps. Sometimes just to see people doing great, man. We had a, had a in this 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 dark place. Sometimes, man, you know, you just start to look at what's going on and get depressed. Mental mm -hmm. health, man, is that's another thing. I'm not ashamed to tell folks that I go see a therapist, man, and and, and I talk and vent out about some of the things that uh, I didn't realize was holding me back. Mm -hmm. I'm not ashamed to tell folks I go sit down with my financial advisors all the time. Like I, I don't do everything on my own. 
Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I'm that I'm that kind of leader. Like I, I'll show you all of my vulnerabilities. I would show you where I screwed up at. You know, I'm not ashamed to say that. I'm not ashamed that you know to share some of my experiences. Because mm-hmm. see, people know what I got, and know what I got going on, and that's cool. But show people, you know, some of the dark sides too. You know, show yeah. them some some of the things that you went through and how you were able to to, to bounce back. You know, mm-hmm. so. Everything that I go th- that I got now, I ain't always had. You know, let's yeah. be clear about that. So, uh, you know, like I said, being in leadership, I'm always showing my I would, would show my employees. I would always ask them, "What do you think?" Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not the type of leader that if I'm sitting at if you're sitting at the round table with me. I don't really like to flex my rank or flex my title. That ain't I'm still Kev. I don't hide behind titles. You know, at the mm-hmm. end of the day, it, I don't even just call me Westbrook or either Kev. One of those. Don't call me Mister. Don't call me Sir. I don't. It's, you know, you don't have to do all of that. I'm mm-hmm. human, just like you. Mm-hmm. So when I'm sitting down with my with my whole staff, or when I was when I was sitting down with them, I would always put out a task, and I wouldn't always come up with how to do it. I would let's get some input from one of the junior employees, and let's employ one of those strategies. So implement one of those ideas. Let's mm-hmm. see if it works. Absolutely. But it makes them feel like they're part of the team. That's how mm-hmm. they grow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's the only yeah, way to do man, it. You know. Yes, I'm, I'm, I'm like I said, I don't get to see everybody. I don't want, you know, and I say this for the listeners listening. I don't want nobody to think that I dislike them or have some kind of ill will towards them. It's, it's all about growth. It's all about prosperity. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, like for an example, I hadn't spoken to you and I don't know how long, brother. Yes. But there's, it's, it's nothing but love. Yeah. You going your way and doing what you got. It's, it's called life. I got what I got a wife and two kids. Mm-hmm. You have your beautiful wife. Mm-hmm. You have a career. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. it's it's still good to be able to meet back up. And, you know what I'm saying? And still be able to the same Josie Eagle of 15th Street is still all love. Everybody's just kind of growing and moving in different directions. So Absolutely. I get a lot of flack and have gotten a lot of flack about because uh, I don't come around. But mm-hmm. I'm showing people why I don't come around. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but you have to There's grow. a lot of situations out there that I know that I can insert myself in. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I risk. I, I got a lot to lose. I, yep. got, I don't want to jeopardize anything I got going on by being at the wrong place at the wrong time. Yep. You know, this, that, and the third. So uh, yeah. just transforming my thinking. Yeah, and absolutely. I challenge everybody else out there, too, that's listening, too. You know, it's all about growth. It's all about prosperity. It's all about peace. It's all about evolving. Yeah. And, you know, like I, it was a quote that Jay-Z said, you know, one of his lyrics, he said, "You think you know? I didn't work as hard just to stay the same." Absolutely. You know. Yeah, absolutely. All in the different states. So yeah, man. That's, yeah. that's where I'm at with it right yeah. now. Yeah. In terms of saying it could very well change tomorrow. So. Yeah. yeah. I mean, <laughs> and that, and that, and we are all there because uh, again, you can't remain the same. We not, all of us have changed. Now, some have changed for the better, some have changed for the worse, but we all have changed. Right. But you, you're going to change. You can't stop change. But again, also for me, just witnessing your growth uh, from a distance, I purchase, whenever we was talking through the years or whatever, it's still absolutely amazing. It always been nothing but great to see you doing what you was doing because I knew what you was doing for, doing it for. Once we had that conversation and we talked about separation and sacrifice, I said, that's, that's it. That's, that's it. it. And nobody else don't understand. But you know, it's, it's hard. Yeah. I can't tell you how many times I said, I want to go to club. But man, I want to go, I want to go spend some money on this. I want to go do that. But you know, sometimes God will test you. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But I, I had to keep my eye on the prize, man. And, yep. And, and, you know, some, you know what? For a long time, you know, 
when you got more followers than you do actual leaders, right? We yep. follow. People will follow. Like, you know, and, and that's just one thing I separated myself because for a while, all I was doing was just following. Mm. And they, let's go here. Okay, I'm on the way. Mm-hmm. Let's do this. Let's do that. Let's do this. And it's just like, man, I, you know, I did some soul searching. And, that's, you know, I wanted to become, it's all, you know, this individual. I wanted to become an individual, stand on my own, do big, and be comfortable with the skin that I am. And I'm, I'm in, you know, or whatnot. So I'm, I'm able to look myself in the mirror and be super happy mm-hmm. with who I am and what I've become. You know, I'm not, you know, I'm not worried about what nobody else thinks. Man, I'm all about me. I'm all about pleasing and, 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 entertaining the folks that really do love me and really mm-hmm. do care about me mm-hmm. you know Absolutely. so uh once i separated myself and, and and just started listening started praying and meditating and seeing what you, all these different signs that the universe had to offer me man it, that it's been nothing short of amazing man I, I i tell you what man you and 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 it's going to continue to keep going and keep going and keep growing and keep growing you know mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. again so uh, for the listeners that's listening too man there's nothing wrong with being an individual yeah but you in order to understand that and come to terms with it sometimes you just gotta separate yourself and breathe for a second yeah. you know and when yeah. i did that all these doors just are open yeah. it's just you know it, it, it's just uh flood man it's just opportunities meet people talking to people see you know uh and i i got a lot of footage documented i'm trying to put together like this little hour segment of everything that i've did done all the different people that i've interacted with over the last like 12, 13 years, man. Mm-hmm. I, I just got done. Uh, I post stuff here and there, mm-hmm. but uh, uh, just to try to inspire people. Yep. You know, somebody said something to me the other day. They said, man, you always post this stuff, man. You always, what is it, uh, flexing. And I said, well, <laughs> it's not flexing. I, I never really, I laugh because I never looked at it as like somebody's bragging or flexing. I'm like, my whole thing was it started with this public speaking thing, motivational speaking. Like, I'm just trying to inspire Everybody that come from that look like me and come from where I come from, that yep. you can do it too. Yep. Man, I ain't no different, man. I am not no different. We walk yeah. the same halls, mm-hmm. build in the same same neighborhoods. Mm-hmm. And you know, let you know, we all done done this, that, the third. We all played in the same football on the same football field in the mm-hmm. same locker. We all sat in the same locker rooms. Mm-hmm. All done, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. you can get it too. You can make you can make all the time all the money in the world. You know, but you got to separate yourself and put yourself in, in that predicament, man, to be able to receive some of that, man. So yeah. the alignment. I always talk about the alignment. Yeah. Like, man, you ever notice in, in, in the one time, man, you don't see a whole lot of pretty flowers out there, right? That's you right. Know? But in the wintertime, man, you know, you that's that's the time that you work, man. That's the time mm-hmm. that, you know, because you know springtime coming, so you got to be sharp and ready. Yep. When it's time to shine and when it's time to bloom, you got to be ready. So just it's wintertime. You can go hibernate if you want to, but I'm working, man. You got to yep. steady be ready, getting ready for summer, man. So when you look at it from that perspective, man, you 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 know I'm, I'm like the energy, man. I'm just all over the place with it, yeah, man. Like, yeah, no, you have to stay working. You you that's that's one works. thing. You got to keep every day. You got to do a little bit of something. You got to work on your goal. Yeah, you know that's what day. I like about what you got going on. You know what I'm saying? Like I see that thing going like through the roof, roof. I mean, like taking off. Appreciate taking it. off, taking off. Appreciate it, man. You, you are the rich. I told, I, t- I, I told you this before. I'm gonna tell you again. You are the richest person I know, because Appreciate health, it. I mean, is wealth. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And it's just like, man, it, I'm, I'll be forty, and I don't pick up a few pounds. We all don't pick up a few pounds, and I'm like, man, Tate is at it, man. Tate is nonstop with this. Yeah. And man. you know, and I, 
You keep you keep sounding that seed and you keep watering and watering. It ain't gonna do nothing but grow and grow and grow and grow and grow. You, I mean, you got sponsors knocking at your door, man. I mean, left and right. Ain't no telling what's in the future it. for you. So yeah, the I fact that it, you know created this podcast and, and allow you know people to share their testimonies and and given this you got this diverse diversity going on. This is just so many different man successful. You know, individuals that you've interviewed that I've watched, I'm saying like, man, man, you know, that's gonna grow too. Absolutely. That's, that's gonna take off, man. You know, I'm a visionary, man. I see it. I appreciate you it. You know, I can't tell you how many people I got promoted. How many? A lot of things. I, I see it. I see it for you, man. I appreciate you it. Know? Yeah, man. That's that's the whole thing of this because, again, you know, we came from the same place, and it's like I always wanted to make sure that the children, our our kids in our community, can see that we are amazing in multiple spaces not just certain spaces, you know? Right. The fact that we're talking to you, who you started your own <laughs> company. Like, it's crazy, not to me. It? I laugh yeah. sometimes myself, man, and people are like, crazy, Kev, go silly, Kevin, I started something. I say, man, I, I, I mean, just the process in itself, I knew what it took. Mm-hmm. You know, so just to be at, like, like my headquarters and my setup is, is at the, you know, at Bushfield, at the airport in Augusta. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I used to always frequent that place, you know, coming in and out of Augusta, flying in. But whoever would have thought in a million years that I would have this this office space over there with six offices and this huge conference room and this anger over there just set up, man, to, to you know, for, for people to come and, and, and uh, interact and interface with me in terms of just, you know, putting deals on the table. So that whole thing I did, you know, the cool part about it, I did it myself. Everything mm-hmm. was done out of my own pocket. Mm-hmm. Everything with my vision, I, everything from the furniture you see it there to how I got everything set up, man. You know, so um, I got some visitors coming in in the upcoming week, man, from the uh, United States government. Well, we mm-hmm. referenced them as USG, United States government, mm-hmm. or military, mm-hmm. uh, and the Department of Transportation. They coming to check me out and just to look nice. at my outfit and, and look at my portfolio and just sure that I'm in compliance before they you know, sit down and negotiate some, some future opportunities. So, uh, Absolutely. Yeah. I got a lot of different certifications for the company under my belt, uh, to be able, like I say, to be able to bid on a lot of these things, you have to align yourself. And so, uh, it just don't happen. You just don't go in no big multi-million dollar contract. Yeah. Uh, you, you got to align yourself, uh, essentially anyway. It's- so that's what I've been doing. Just sitting there and just, you know, scoping out the competition. And, mm-hmm. and, and making myself more uh, competitive so I can remain relevant. Absolutely. I, and I wanted to ask you that process. And I mean, I don't, I don't, of course, I don't want you to give a step by step. You don't have to do that. But could you tell us the process of you actually even getting that started? Because I know it's just not like, oh, let me just go buy a building, let me get trucks, get planes, and go. Hey, I, I actually had to, 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 yeah, that's a loaded question. Thank you for asking me that, mm-hmm. though, because I know a lot of people don't uh, really know the ins and outs. But- I had to get the approval from the commissioners, man. They had to buy off on it. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, you know, uh, it was funny because one of the directors, a uh, good buddy of mine, Ken, that works out there, and I be, uh, befriended and became good friends with, uh, he, you know, for a while, we kept missing each other. And, and you know, to sit down and to discuss the particulars. And he was just like, man, you know, who is this Lou Gray guy? Is he selling drugs? Or is he <laughs> is he trying to run a strip joint? Uh, what, what do you want to do out here? Mm-hmm. And so just like yourself, and, and, and I'm sure the listeners, you know, everybody wanted to know what is contracting? What is a global yeah. service provider? Like, what is it that you do? 
Yeah. So, cause I got, we got to sit down and, you know, he's a brother too, man. So <laughs> we sat down and we finally, I finally carved out some time, man. We sat down and chopped it up and, and then we presented it, man. And they, you know, signed off on it. Mm-hmm. Good to go. Yeah. So, uh, it ain't free. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I have to pay it. You know, I have to pay my lease every month. I'm, I'm, I don't own, mm-hmm. uh, my office space or whatnot. I have to pay a, <laughs> I have to pay a pretty penny every month. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. again, I aligned myself. Again, I think, again, my education helped and that yeah. I'm not a, a criminal and that I got excellent credit mm-hmm. being that I do have a lot of, you know, some liquid capital. Mm-hmm. Um, I was able to ba- basically just uh, draft up a, a business plan. I always tell people all the time, I, you know, you should be able to, if you, if you want to, you should be able to pick your idea in five minutes. You yep. never know who you might run into. So you should always have your business plan ready to pitch. And you should always have a have a, uh, a business card right there. Yep. You know, you never know. It's called an elevator pitch. Yep. You never know who you're going to meet in the elevator. So be ready to go. That's true. And so I, you know, uh, presented everything to them and, and they thought it was refreshing. And, nice. you know, my whole, it's not just about me. And, you know, it's not just about my grandmother either. But it's just to be able to bring opportunities the city of Augusta, Georgia, be able to bring opportunities to be able to send people elsewhere on a job to be able to, you know, just to be able to help everybody. So that's what, it, that's what Lou Gray really is about, man, to be honest. So that yeah. whole process within itself, man, it was, it was tedious, but we, we got through it. Uh, once they, once I convinced them, it was, you know, they just handed me the keys and we drew up a contract. Mm-hmm. So yeah, uh, yeah I'm, I'm dead and I'm probably going to be uh, there for the long haul. I actually like the location because, man, you, on the side that I'm on, that's where a lot of those jets come in at, and you know, you see a lot of, cele- you know, icons, celebrities, a lot of business executives that's coming in and out of Augusta, that's going to Augusta University, Fort Gordon. They always fly on my side too, as well. So I interact with a, uh, a lot of different people all the time and meet people, and I'm always exchanging my business card, vice versa. Nice. So, uh, yeah, man, it's just the whole. That, I, I chose that location. There were several other locations that I was looking at. I said, "Well, I want my my setup, man. My my headquarters, you know, my landmark right here at the airport." Yeah, and uh, we'll we'll see where it goes from there, whatnot. Yeah. But that's yeah. home. I mean, yeah. you can Google me if you Google Luke United Services, it's gonna pop up right out there. You know, we went through the uh, process of getting all that done too. It's well, communications is everything along mm-hmm. with marketing. Mm-hmm. So I sit down all day long and, and look for, it's not so much about all the good things, but I try to find ways to improve and look at some of the things that I didn't do as well and try to capitalize on that and, and make sure that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it's constant. My skills. Yeah. I'm, I'm sorry to cut you off, but yeah, it's, it's constant. Like it doesn't stop. I think some people see your success and think, oh, well, he's good. But I have learned from being around a lot of successful people that you you successful people always working, they always, always. trying to improve. You know, it, it's not like I okay I, I reached this mountaintop and now I'm good because it's yeah. it's, it's another mountaintop. <laughs> or it's somebody who's trying to pull you off that mountaintop. So you got to make sure you know I'm your stuff. You. you know, and it's just just adversity within itself. Like mm-hmm. you know, one of my one of my vehicles the other day, man. I oh man, I had a uh, radiator to go bad on. Oof. Just out of the blue, mm-hmm. I had a radiator. It set up so long, man. I had a battery go bad, go bad on me. I had to replace the battery, 
and I had to, you know, I took it to the Dodge dealership or whatever. But you know, out of the blue, you get hit with well, that's going to be twelve hundred dollars. Yep. I'm thinking like this, you know. Yep. Like, dang, $200? Yep. You gonna slap me across the head like that, man? Come yep. on, man. So I learned from that. And mm-hmm. so I went back to the drawing board and I said, yeah, you know what? Let me contact Ford. I called up Ford and got on a fleet management plan, mm. which will save me time, which will save me money, where so I can just get pretty much just get all the assets that I want, which I did. I got five more and I was able to get a maintenance plan. Nice. You know, nice. I knew that. I knew that. But me just, Trying to hurry up. Let me just go and buy this. Somebody offered me a deal on two of these bands. I pay cash for them. Boom. Yep. Not realizing that if I had done my due diligence and had got them a good thorough checkup on them, then I wouldn't be in the predicament that I that I, that I was in in terms mm-hmm. of that big decision. Mm-hmm. So lesson learned. I always refer back to the lessons learned. Yep. And uh, continue to move forward, man. Absolutely. But, yeah. Well, I always ask this question: Where do you what do you see Lou Gray in five years? Lou Gray in five years. Now that is a loaded question. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I definitely see this diverse portfolio, right? Mm-hmm. Now that, you know, when I close my eyes and think about it, I see us having multiple contracts all over from, especially here in the Southeast. I see us, um, I see a lot of people being gainfully employed. I see Lou Gray giving back to the community eight times. And that's something that I I, I am really going to, like, man, I have so many dreams and, and, and aspirations in terms of just giving back to the culture, mm-hmm. man, just giving back to the community. So, uh, but that's that's one of the main things. Uh, so if, if you, since you asked me that, that's where I see Lou Gree in the next five years. Uh, nice. I can keep going. I can, nice. you know, <laughs> but that's, that's, you know, for the most part, I definitely see us on top yeah. being a, a, a huge staple in the community. Uh, one of the things I do want to do is be able to teach. I want to teach leadership and teach entrepreneurship. I want to be able to actually uh, team up with a Augusta Tech or either Augusta University to to try to create something to inspire individuals to uh, become better leaders. You know, it's a difference mm-hmm. between leadership and management. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Management is kind of driven by procedures. It's kind of driven by titles. It's kind of driven like, hey, Go do this. And you're going to do that based on that individual. Oh, he my manager. I got to do it. Mm-hmm. See, what well, leadership is a little different because people have a choice to follow you. Yep. They have a, it's, it's, it's a difference when they have a choice. You can't make nobody follow you. It's either they do it or they don't. Yep. So just to teach those characteristics, teach people how to become leaders, how to become just, just not, I ain't going to say natural born leaders, but just become the uh, a leader in the 21st century. That makes sense. You know, we mm-hmm. need more better 21st century leaders in terms of the day today's climate in order to keep up with the days um, and everything that we got going on. So absolutely. And also the doing of course we all you started off talking about the, the pandemic and COVID and we all dealing with this. Uh how has it did it affect uh Lou Gray at all, like getting things done? Has this has this slowed things up or did it not do did it not affect you at all? No, no, it it, it really didn't uh face to face it has. But mm-hmm. you know, again, this digital era that we in right now, we got Zoom. So yeah. I actually got a conference call in the morning on Zoom. I'm I'm always using Zoom or Teams, mm-hmm. one or the other. Mm-hmm. So uh, it really hadn't slowed me down in terms of, of interfacing with uh 
consumers and clients or just discussing any future opportunities. It hadn't, you know, yeah. right now we're still in that uh, preliminary uh, phase where as though we just heavy and hard at it. Mm-hmm. Folks knocking on my door, I'm knocking on their door. So it's just trying to align things up for the, for the big fish to come in. And and, they, and I'll tell you what, they bite. I will yeah. say that they bite. Good, good. Yeah, they're <laughs> biting. Definitely. Uh, yeah, so that really slowed me down. Uh, my family is healthy. Uh, my son, they, they had an issue uh, where he had to uh, quarantine for about 12, 12 days, excuse me, because uh, one of his classmates tested positive. Oh, wow. Uh, but other than that, we, we've been relatively uh, healthy. Mm-hmm. We've been, uh, you know, we, we hadn't had any symptoms, man, or anything of that nature. Uh, nobody in my family. Good, good. That's so I'm, I'm, I'm like super duper thankful for that, man. I'm, I'm very happy mm-hmm. that everybody is, is, is healthy. How, I mean, how about you? Oh well, yeah, we we good, man. Um, I uh, my day job I always tell people I actually work for the federal government in research, and I work in infectious disease, so I have been right. very, very, very busy. Um, but I have been healthy. Uh, we're healthy here. I haven't had any issues with the family, so we have been very, 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 very blessed by the ancestors. Man, you know when you got married, man, I was super duper happy to see that, man. That is bad. I salute you, everything, both, man. That's a beautiful thing, man. Thank you. Thank and I'm you, like, man. man. Oh man, I wish I could have been there. Boy, yeah. I was like, man, I'm gonna volunteer up, man. I said, hey, look at my boy Troy. I appreciate it, man. I That's appreciate cool, it, man. definitely. I could have sworn uh, I seen Ebony in uh, Lowe's. Yep. Maybe about a month ago. Could have been. I don't. I, I looked, and I, I was buying some stuff or whatnot, and I looked, and I said, "Well, I couldn't tell because of the mat. We all had masks on." Yeah. But I, yeah. I don't know if that was her or not. I was going to say something, but couldn't yeah. catch her. But yeah, it was probably about a month ago. Yeah. Maybe. Uh, no, you know what? I think it was around Christmas time. Maybe the day, a couple of days after Christmas. Po- oh, before Christmas, mm, I'm ch- yeah, possibility. I, well, we was yeah. we was down there, so possibility. That is a strong possibility. Yeah, that's a strong possibility. Yeah, absolutely. And, and likewise, man, I think uh, I think the best. That was one of the most happy moments for me when you married Tiffany because it was just I I knew that that was the perfect partner for you. I knew she is the perfect partner. For she you. give me that compliment me on that 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 balance. Uh, day and night, to be honest. Uh, but she balanced me out. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm 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 kind of the aggressor. I'm kind of the, you know, I'm the one that's ah, I'm, I'm I'm full speed and she's calm. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. sometimes she had to reel me in and yep. tell me, don't get so excited. You know, it's all good. <laughs> yep. You know, because I'm you know, I love what I'm doing. It's, it's just oh man, I, yeah. I wish I had a camcorder on me all day long. And, <laughs> you know, uh, yeah, interesting. You know, yeah. it, it was very interesting to have my mom sit in one day. And, and and man, she couldn't believe some of the language I was using and, and how I get how excited. I always use the term excited, how I get, mm-hmm. you know, because uh, and I always have to tell people, look, man, I'm not mad, I'm not angry, I'm just excited. It's yep. a lot of passion. If I start sweating, I mean, yep. you see passion coming out of my pores. That's yep. all it is. Yep. So everybody calm down. So you yep. know, they look at who is this little young black guy in here? This little firecracker yep. that's just going off and just going yep. nonstop, nonstop, nonstop. So. Yep. Yep, absolutely. Uh, Likewise, it's yeah, the same man, here. You know, uh, again, you know, uh, I, I tell you something else too, man. Not to be so long winded, but uh, you know, I think we need more business executives, some more African American executives. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, nothing against individuals wanting to go pro. Nothing wrong with you know, we got a 
we've been conditioned to believe that, hey, I'm going to go to the NFL, NBA, I'm going to make millions of dollars. And that's great. I'm not knocking that, but if I had known what I knew now, I probably would own the, the Dallas Cowboys. I probably would own the Chicago Bears. I probably would own the Atlanta Hawks. I probably yep. would be, again, we need to focus on owning something. Absolutely. Because the minute that you get hurt, that's it. Yep. You're just a statistic. Yep. You know, you know all this stuff mm-hmm. going on out there in terms of people not being able to read and write and understand their contract because they didn't finish college or they didn't do this, that, and the third. I said, nothing wrong with it. Yep. But, you know, if I, I'm thinking ownership. That's okay. that's just been my, you know, my whole focus, man, this last 10 years. Own something. Mm-hmm. Work for your last name. Work for your kids. Yep. Because, you know, white folks been doing it for years. Yep. Years and years. That's, it's, you know, when it, when you see white people, and, and again, I'm not trying to make it about racism, but I always have to speak the facts. When you mm-hmm. see white folks in, in a lot of these positions, positions, man, they they it's privileged. Meaning that they bad at handing it down to them. It's, it's nepotism. Yep. You know, we always uh, like, man, he's not even really smart. Yeah, he's smart. He probably can do a job because his mm-hmm. daddy or his uncle put him in that position. But see, we don't have. You know, African-Americans, man, we don't have a whole lot of executives or people in that those positions to be able to pull our people up. Absolutely. So that was, that was, it was game-changing for me. I said, you know what? That's what I want to do. This yep. is what I'm going to do. I'm going to be a black executive, African-American executive, man, and I'm, I'm going to change the game for the coach. I'm young, still young. I'm, I'm going I'm to influence my culture, influence my people for where I come from. I'm going to show you. You know, I remember back in the day, we all laughed about – getting married and settling down. I was mm-hmm. one of the first ones to do it. You know, I mm-hmm. did it back in like, you know, 13 and 14. And, you know, man, you know, it's, it's so crazy to see how things come full circle. Everybody's yep. getting married now, but I was on that back then. Yep. Absolutely. You know, I remember people, I remember when I bought my first pickup truck back then, people were laughing at me for buying a truck. And I said, well, I got a house. To me, in my opinion, if you buy a house, you need a truck because you're going to have to move and haul stuff all the time. Yep. Now everybody's getting trucks. They're in demand. I mean, everybody got trucks. And I was like, man, you know, I I seen that coming a long time ago. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, you know, uh, yeah, man, you know, all in all, man, all is well. Yeah. Like I said, I, I don't have any complaints, man. You know, all is love. All is good, man. Absolutely. So, I, I have to ask you also, during the 2020, uh, doing the, the shutdown, a lockdown, all that, good, all that stuff, did you pick up any healthy habits during that time? Uh, I'll be honest. No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you mean food wise? Yeah, food or working out or therapy or sleeping Man. more. Uh, yes and no. Okay. But you know, primarily no. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I tell you now, nah, man. I, I I probably probably gained about thirteen or fourteen pounds. Mm-hmm. And uh, I can drop it though. I'm, I can. I have. You know, and it happens. It's it's usually during the season when I'm. Busy and I'm working 13, 14 hours nonstop. Mm-hmm. And I come in, I'm looking for comfort food. Yep. You know what I'm saying? So, hey, baby, order me a pizza right fast. Mm-hmm. But what's to eat? So I scarf it down and then I'm back at it again. So I'm not burning off all this. I'm in the office. Yep. You know what I'm saying? So, but not, I mean, on the downside, well, on the flip side of that, we, we you know, down at Lou Gray, we got a gym and then now, man, where we put uh, some weights in and, uh, I mean, we linked up with the fire department out there, man. So we all went half and half on some of the equipment and purchased new equipment out there, you know, uh, treadmills and ellipticals, uh, weights. Uh, so, Good. yeah, so I'll be able to. So now my routine to change. It, it'll be twice a day, whereas though I can go in in the morning when I get in in the morning time uh, before I hit the shower, mm-hmm. uh, I work out 
And then at the end of the day before I go home, I try to work out again. Nice. Uh, try to stay away from uh, nasty treats and all them cupcakes and donuts that I'm a sucker for, man. Mm-hmm. You know, but that it, it, I'm, I'm I'm super honest too, man. You know, I had a ish, I had three surgeries uh, a while back, uh, and I, I've actually had my gallbladder taken out. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, I had my gallbladder taken out, and I'm not supposed to eat a whole lot of fatty foods, mm-hmm. you know, because it's it's difficult to digest. You know what I'm saying? So. uh I had done well for a long. It wasn't until I got back stateside that I still indulge and all of those things. So yeah, I, I mean, I understand. Uh, again, I'm, I'm, I need to do better, but I don't because of my mm-hmm. schedule. See, all I'm doing now is mm-hmm. making excuses. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I, I, I got to practice what I preach because I stay on everybody but about making excuses. So that's, I'm, I'm, I'm making excuses now. But, mm-hmm. but yeah, to answer your question, yeah, man, I, I. I yeah. Uh, no, yes and no. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that I'll be looking at your stuff like, dang, man. I said, man, take skin, glory. Look at him. Yeah. He's taking water. He, he done dropped about 150 pounds. Exactly. I mean, God, dope, man. What I, I said, man, now that's inspiration. Hey. I'm going to carve out some time, man, and try to get down there with you, man. And, and yeah, absolutely, man. It, it's, it's a constant every and day. it's cool, you too. You got your wife with you, too. Yep. Now, that's... Absolutely. Yes. Now that's that's two thumbs up, man. Appreciate two it. Two thumbs up. She now y'all just need some little tapes running around. Here, exactly. Man. Yeah. That's that's in the works. That's coming. That's definitely <laughs> coming. But yeah, I, um, if the people want to contact you, tell them uh, um, your how could they contact you? What's your what's your social media? Your website? All that good stuff. How okay, man. Uh, my my, you can find me on Instagram at Millionaire Kev. You know, that's my handle, what I go by. Uh, what's understood, I ain't got to be really necessarily spoke on. People mm-hmm. always ask me about that. But, you know, me and that Kev on Instagram. You can also, my webpage, well, not mine, but the company. You know, mm-hmm. um, it's a team thing. So, United. That's L-O-U-G-R-A-Y, United, U-N-I-T-E-D.com. You can go on there for for updates. You can actually sign up on there to to receive uh, some mail from my communications department. I try to uh, issue out different things monthly on a day to day basis to keep people up with what's going on with Lou Gray. You can also follow us on Facebook at Lou Gray United Services, and, and the same thing on Instagram and LinkedIn as well. So, uh, yeah, uh, that's very important. Again, like I was speaking on this digital era in terms of. Uh, you know, just being able to use that platform to get yourself out there. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. That's where you can find me at. Uh, If you need to contact me, you can call the number listed on the website. You can call the operations department and uh, somebody answer the phone. I, uh, well, I have it set up to where, where my phone will, my cell phone will ring. I, I, if I'm not in the office, my direct line will go straight to my cell phone. So I really ain't hard to find. I'm horrible. Uh, Personally, business-wise, I'll call you right back. Personally, I, I get back to you when I can, when time mm-hmm. permits and time allows. Uh, when I come home, I'm all about Tiffany, Chase, and Zoe. Sometimes mm-hmm. I cut my cell phone off and I operate off my iPad or whatnot. Uh, just a second ago, I was helping my son with his homework mm-hmm. or whatnot. So I'm, I'm involved hands-on with the cooking or having some family time, movie night, stuff like that, you know. So I try to give them my of attention as much as possible because uh, – they grow up so fast or yep. whatnot, but for the most part, I'm available. I mean, if you, I can, you know, carve out a time, we can I, I operate 
off a schedule. Uh, my schedule is made up for the whole month, and sometimes I can remove, add, subtract. But uh, for the most part, man, I, I if, if it's legit, you know, I entertain it. Absolutely. Now, I ain't gonna entertain nobody inbox me asking me for no money. Now I ain't gonna, yeah. I ain't gonna do that. <laughs> I don't blame, but I just wanna, I just wanna thank you, brother. I, I, do, I have. I, I don't. Here's the thing with that contributions. I would never speak on. I would never tell somebody what I donated to. Mm-hmm. I, I, I've said that somebody's there's one person that saw me around Christmas time doing something, and that, I think that one person got it and saw it. And it, but I always try to remain anonymous. Mm-hmm. I always try to just you know I, I don't. I don't want to be recognized for stuff like that, man, because people are really going through some things out there, man, and, and I just don't... You know how people try to... I'll, I'll make stuff public, but I would never, ever, ever put out there publicly when I've helped somebody or I've yeah. donated to somebody. Absolutely. You no, know, I ain't trying to... You know what I'm saying? That's yeah. I, I, I think that's... Uh, that's just... Yeah, it ain't, it ain't good taste, right? There, that's you know that's I mean? right. I, I, I totally agree. If you're going to do it, do it. You don't need to broadcast that you're doing it. Absolutely. That's right, brother. Absolutely. But I want to thank you, man, for sitting down with us. I really, this was awesome. Uh, I love you, brother. And I wish that you, I wish you all the success in the future. I know that you have love a you too, man. Future, man. Hey, man, we, we got to set up a date. Come down anytime. You're more than welcome. Absolutely. Come down and check me out anytime, brother. We'll have to set up a time. And, and, and uh, I, I appreciate what you're doing, man. I appreciate thank the you. platform. I appreciate everybody listening. I pre- like I, again, man. I wish you nothing but love and success, man. And like I say, uh, I need a t-shirt too, man. I, I know got I gotta get you some gear. Well, and I got a box of stuff. See, man, I got, I got a box <laughs> of stuff sitting that I need to get out, man. I, you know, again, I'm making excuses again, but I, I, I got you. Oh yeah, you know, I know, uh, I know, brother. And we will link up. But thank you, uh, for again for sitting down with us, and I will holler at you, brother. Yeah, man. Likewise, tell the wife I said hello, brother. Same here. All right. All right, man. Salute. What up, Tate Schoolers? If you enjoyed that last episode, please like, share, comment, continue to send us your great ideas to make sure that we keep our platform well diverse in different areas, different spaces when it comes to entrepreneurship, whatever uh, space uh, you want to hear about, please uh, keep sending some messages and we will try our best to get these individuals on. Um, we really appreciate the excitement that you all have when it comes to this show. Uh, we are so grateful. This is so awesome. It's so much love. We really, really do appreciate you all. Uh, keep it coming. Keep listening. Keep sharing. Uh, all the countries that listen across the world, we really, really are very humble. Thank you very much for taking time out of your lives to listen to Tate School of Fitness, Fitness Corner Podcast. Um, we definitely, definitely, definitely are just very surprised. Uh, it's, it's so much more um, I can say, but I just want to make sure that you all know that we really do appreciate you. For us, things going on with Tate School of Fitness starting next wednesday we will have wellness wednesdays back at 6 30 p.m which is a free hit uh class you can actually join us on zoom or you can just catch us on instagram live at 6 30 p.m every wednesday we offer this free hit zoom class you just need some water a towel some weights some resistance bands and a great attitude um also the challenge is over. We have our winners. Um, it was a great challenge. We've taken this month off, but we'll be right back with another one in April. Don't miss out. 
$25 to enter, um, two months of eight weeks of pure D, just fun, just changing your body, changing your life, building a strong foundation. So please join us. Uh, I, now, I will announce exactly at the end of the month when we're gonna start the challenge um, for April. So be on the lookout for that. As always, thanks for all of your support and have a fit day.